Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast here for Mr. Stories Glass, Stories with Stories time. So with that being said, we're kind of getting ready to push on to our next level here at economics. So this is for my economics class, first and second period, if you were not ready for that. Uh, we're, but we are pushing on to our next session. Good job for those of you who took the test. Some of you guys still have to go back and actually, you know, take the test. As weird as that sounds, I have to say, but if you owe me that test, it's hurting your grade very big that you have not done it yet. But we have to move on to our next section. I can't sit around and wait for everybody to get caught up. So with this next section, we are going to start talking about kind of some of the, the key pieces of economics and what makes everything, everything work, which is demand, supply, and prices. So how do demand and supply work together to kind of work? How, how do they work together so that a price is determined? So we're gonna to start today with demand. And the first thing we need to talk about is the law of demand. And that is basically that demand is the desire to own something and the ability to pay for it. To have demand for a good or a service, both of these conditions must be present. Present. So if you really want a Ferrari, but you can't pay for it, then it's not falling to your demand because it's out of your price range. You may really want it then, but it is not demand. The law of demand says when a price is good is lower, consumers will buy more of it. When the price is higher, consumers will buy less of it. All of us act out this law of demand in our everyday purchases. Whether your income is $10 or $10 million, the price of a good will strongly influence your decision to buy. So what the law of demand says is as the price goes down, the more people will buy it. And the reason that more people will buy it is very simple. If you can afford more of something, you are going to buy it, which is why uh, Apple puts out sales on their phones and the PlayStation 5 that's coming out. They're going to try to keep their price as low as possible as they're pushing through because they don't want somebody to have this. The other side of the law of demand is, is as the price goes up, the quantity for the demand goes down. So if something is too expensive, people are less likely to buy something. So this is all well and good, kind of the basics of demand. You know, as it goes down, more people demand it, they will want it, they will pay for it. If, if an iPhone was a dollar, more people would have iPhones. Makes kind of common sense in one way. But there's also something that goes along within this that is called the substitution effect. When the price of a burrito rises, burritos become more expensive compared with other foods such as salads or tacos. So as the price of burrito rises, consumers have an incentive to buy one of those other things that kind of goes with it. So this causes a drop in the number of burritos that is demanded. So for example, instead of eating burritos for lunch on Mondays and Fridays, a student now is gonna eat a burrito just on Mondays and a bagel on Fridays. This changes consumption is called the substitution effect. And what it means is when we are reacting to a change in the price and replacing it with something else. Now there's something else involved in this called the income effect, which says that rising prices have another effect and they make us feel poor. The price of movie tickets, shoes, pizza, as that goes up, your budget becomes limited and you really feel like you need to kind of figure out what that is. So the income effect deals with if you buy fewer slices of pizza without increasing your purchase of other food, that is kind of the in income effect. So it's keeping everything kind of at that same level. So now let's dig a little bit deeper 
into a demand schedule and more about demand. So demand schedule is going to literally list out on a table the quantity of good that a person will pur- that a person will purchase at a various price. Uh, so, for example, a consumer really loves pizza. They decide for one dollar they will buy five pieces of pizza, or I'm sorry, for one for one dollar per slice they will buy five of them. All right, that is her individual demand schedule. So she is determining that for this price I will do this. I will pay this amount of money. So for $500, I'm willing to buy one cell phone. For $500, I'm willing to buy one video game system. I, but I'm not willing to spend $1,000 on both of these new systems that are coming out. But the market tells us something different. So the market tells us that if I make the price of my PlayStation 4 $500, 10 million people will buy it. I'm not worried about you buying it more than once. I'm worried about that 10 million people that'll buy it. And that they're gonna take all these numbers that they get and throw it into the demand graph and and the demand curve. And we'll look at these graphs a little bit closely as we go up, but the demand curve always goes down. So what it says is that the higher something is, the less that people will actually buy. And the demand curve is going to be focusing down. So the limits on the demand curve kind of change throughout time, but it's a way in which every business sits back and they make an economic decision about how they are going to work because of what the demand curve tells them. It's an overly complicated thing that is actually really, really simple. And what I mean by that is we all follow this demand curve every single day. Think about every time you go to the store, what do you get to drink? Do you get the monster that's $3.50 for a can? Or do you get those rippets that are 99 cents? That is part of demand. We have used substitutions that listen, monster might taste a little bit better, but I can get rid of the price or I can get rid of that taste and buy this rippet for, you know, I can get three of them for that one. So I'm gonna get that. Or do you get a tea instead of either one of those things? Again, these are all substitution effects and effects within demand that are going on every day in our everyday life. This is how we make purchases and decisions financially. Demand sounds like a business thing, but it relates to our personal life a whole lot more than than we tend to recognize at times. On that note, I know this was a little bit of a quick one today, but not a ton to go into anymore on demand. So we're gonna move on and you guys have a great rest of your day. I will talk to everybody soon. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That's a good way to get extra credit. And I'll talk to everybody later.